Hi, I'm KS Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerdwood Podcast. Today, I'll be speaking with the Ghoul Comics CEO and writer of the Stokey Maroon City Detective comic series, David Haynes III, here to promote the comic's first issue on Kickstarter. Welcome, David. Hey, hey, what's up? What's up? Well, outside my introduction, who is David Haynes III in his own words? David Haynes III. Well, um, David Haynes, I. David Haynes was one like everybody kind of know me as like Dave or like Flea or whatever the case may be. But like in my um in 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 my professional career, I wanted to kind of go with you know my whole name and and just kind of like put it out there. But like me, who who would David Haynes III be as a professional? It would be someone that's that's trying to advocate for change, right? Trying to build like a utopia out of society. Like that's what David the Haynes David Haynes III. Would, would ideally like represent, you know, like that's like my overall goal and my professional, you know, endeavors. Uh-huh. So what is Stokey Maroon City Detective about? All right. So um Stokey, Stokey Maroon City Detective is my second comic book in a series of about an overall series of non-comics. But the the Stokey Maroon City Detective series is only about three um comics long, it's three parts, so three acts, you know, and that like act structure. But every issue is an individual act. And then prior to the Stokey Maroon City Detective comic was the Ghoul comics and stuff, right? So that's more or less like where all of this stems from. That that's that's like the Big Bang. That's that's the the universe that kind of that that's the comic that created the universe. So um Stokey Stokey is a assassin, like a this like kind of cool assassin from a place called like the Land of Water. But the Land of Water is also another um book entitled I'm working on. So in order for I got kind of gotta like bring it all the way back. So let me kind of like bring everything together, right? So boom. Stokey Maroon City Detective is a part of a series of five. So in the series of five, it's actually supposed to start with the Ghoul comics, like like the Ghoul series, which is a six-part comic series that explains the life of a um 15-year-old black boy genius named Nevaim, you know, growing up as an orphan in this whole new um city, in this whole new town or whatever or city called Maroon City, which which um in this whole new city called Maroon City which was created after the second great flood you know um i'm I'm like this kind of like i'm not big on global warming as in like researching it but i'm like big on the fact of like i i do believe in it and i do feel like um the world is going to feel effects from it so i like like this whole story is kind of set around like what if global warming actually was real right what if what if the 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 ice um what they call things like the polar the polar caps or whatever over there in Antarctica or something like that yeah, if those, if, yeah yeah so if, if those if those melt if those melt or whatever the case may be and then there's like a lot of um flooding in the world and like North and South America gets flooded that that's like the 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 quote unquote like like hypothetical world that the Gulliverse kind of takes place in right so the Gulliverse, that's what I would call like all five of like the books I'm writing, this like serialization and franchise of um characters and settings that all take place in like one world, like almost like like a like a J.R. Tolkien, like 
um Lord of the Rings type of like thing or um Game of Thrones, you know what I mean? That 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 George Martin, George R. R. Martin type of um just world building activity. So and 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 the goal and the goal or whatever with never I am a 15-year-old boy, boy genius. He's set in this maroon city where he's kind of like just like thrusted there, right? He's like an orphan in there, whatever the case may be. But that that story in particular, I couldn't really um I, I couldn't really flesh it out the way I wanted to without um giving like like the the audience some type of action, right? Like comic books are supposed to be about like action and fighting and stuff like that. But prior to me actually writing um the ghoul, I had wrote like a regular like novel. So I came from that. So in order for me to get to like the Stokey Maroon City Detective, I just wanted to like give the audience like just like a straight action packed anime Naruto style comic book just to kind of like maybe try to like build some type of like audience and fan base. And then I'll bring them into like the more dialogue stuff, which is like, which is like the ghoul, which is a whole like another comic series, which, which was actually the first comic series I worked with, right? That's like the website I have, www.theghoulcomics.com, the ghoulcomics.com. And there you can actually get a free webtoon for um, the ghoul issue number zero to help you understand what took place during the Great Flood. And there's a character named Shalom who like, you know, it's like the story of like greed versus... um greed versus like life and death. Like, I guess I would be like greed versus like mortality. You know what I mean? Like that type of stuff. So yeah, I, I don't know. I hope, I hope that wasn't like long, <laughs> but it, it's like a lot, but you know, more or less in Stokey is just action packed. It's, it's, it's self-contained. You could read the first issue and you'll understand the whole universe. You know what I mean? So how was the whole process of, I guess, you, you bring it in Stokey um, right, and um, not Naeem, what was the boy's name? Um, Nevaeem or Neva. Nevaeem, yeah. yeah. So you're shifting over from, uh, what was, uh, what was up with Salom? Uh, the... Sh- uh, yeah, all right, so so Shalom, Shalom. Shalom is... and then Naeem. So how was it, so you move on from the Ghoul series to now branching off to this Stokey. new city. So how yes, was yes. it just, I guess, from a thought in your head to now working in a new, like a, a different setting now in a different city, you should say. And so how did you, how did you work that out? Like, I'm, I'm, I want to branch but, but, off but from I, here to here. And, and how and, did, how did that work? And, and, and I, like, and I, under, I understand, like, how, how did I get from the goo to Stokey? But those, those two particular comics are actually set in the same city. So, so, um, Nevaim gets kidnapped in Maroon City and Stokey is the guy who's coming to to basically um try to rescue the boy or whatever the case may be so those two stories take place in in, in Maroon City but like there there's other stories like Land of Fire that take place in another city and th- and for me to get to that book so how how did, how did I do it like that well you know honestly I I, I think like as as a black man sometimes I'm I'm like I don't want to say all over the place, but you know, you have different ideas and stuff, right? So you want, you want to try to tell different stories or different things may come into play. Like, okay, case in like, like an example, the first book I wrote land of fire, which is a whole, which is set in a whole nother city. than um, then maroon city, right. It's set on like, like literally the whole across the ocean, the whole nother side of like the world at that moment in time, right. 20, 2054. 
But in that particular story, I'm telling a story about Bitcoin, right? So 2017, I wanted to tell a story about how black people could use Bitcoin to like um, economically free themselves. And when I, when I was telling that story, I was like, okay, at that point in time, that, that was a good story for them. But then like the George Floyd thing happened and like COVID happened. And it's like, okay, that's a good story. But then I kind of wanted to tell like a, like a different story. So I, I guess that's how I kind of got into like, like Maroon City and telling like a story of just like already freed. Um, Are you, are you familiar with, with, with Maroon Towns and stuff like that? No. All right. So, so Maroon Towns are back in like slavery or whatever the case may be maroon towns would be these towns where a lot of slaves would like run away they would run into like the swamps and stuff like that and they would form their own towns and you know like the you know like the slave people like the people that hunt down slaves or whatever they would try to like come and capture them but they couldn't get through like the crocodiles and all the swamp stuff and you know so the slaves actually thrived in those towns and stuff like that so it's a guy named like Tariq Nasheed he's like doing like this whole like four-part documentary on it and stuff like that whatever so Mar maroon city was supposed to be like like an element of, of that right like the freer version but in in my land the fire story which is a whole nother city which is it's called like called, it's really simple right the new new york or whatever it <laughs> wasn't like no real thought put into that but in that city it's more like slave black people these people called melons under the caucus monarchy and stuff like that so after the george floyd situation i'm like i don't really want to tell uh, uh enslaved stories that's that's why i kind of like flipped it over and tried to like you know, but you know, at the end of the day, it all connects. So yeah, I, I guess that's how I got from one part to, to the next part and stuff like that. Uh -huh. So how difficult, or if it ever was difficult for you, was the was the world building for, I guess, the whole entire thing, because it's both set in the same city. So how did you manage to create a world that is totally your own and integrate your influences in it but maintain that this is all this world is yours and not someone else's. Well, honestly, one, it's not like a hundred percent like complete like the world building process is like it's it's a in my personal opinion, it's a tedious process, right? You know, and, yeah. and a lot of people like um criticize the dude from Game of Thrones who write the book, George R. Martin, like, oh, why you didn't finish the book yet? And, and, and like me, like as a writer, it's like, you know, I think I have like 30% of the actual world building done for what I would me personally, I would call the Andromeda universe, but just to market it, I call it the Ghoulaverse. So it's all like in the same, you know, us as creators, we could go all over the place. We could have a million different ideas, but you got to simple it down for the audience. But as far as like the world building and stuff like that, um, it, it's, it's, it took, it, it takes a long, like, I would say it takes it takes a long period of time, like three, four years. Me thinking about this all day, every day, just like researching and just um, you know, reading like a lot of like Kabbalah type of stuff and just like mystic stuff and trying to like incorporate it all, like just life influence, ghetto influence, like street gang culture, like everything. But then trying to tell it in my own way, right? So um, if if you look at the character Stokey on on his back, he has a crescent like moon with like a, a Solomon seal or Star David, you know, connected. But that was like my way of taking like the um five percenters, right? The nation of gods and earths and like putting them in the comic book. But then in, 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 in another note, taking it and making my own thing and turn it into like a, you know, I, I call it um, a, a, I don't call it, it's actually an actual genre called augmented um, role-playing games, AR, ARPGs, like Pokemon Go and stuff like that, like interactive games in which you could, you know, you could 
play it and you're, you're participating in the real world and, and real world experiences kind of transfer over into the game. So I wanted to take that and, and incorporate it into the comic book. So in the comic, the actual symbol that he has, there's a real website, right? M-L-O-I.org, Malloy.org for the actual like assassins crew that Stokey works for. So people could kind of understand like what his ideology is, but it's kind of like a parody of um freaking nation of gods and earth and stuff like that so that, that's how i try to like blend everything in but it's a process like it's it's not like it's not like okay one day i just sit down or one week i just sit down and build this whole world because like i'm still learning a lot of things about the world and i don't want to try to like give off this superficial um like like you know view to my reader or perspective to my reader like i know everything like i'm I'm still researching stuff like that you know some sometimes i, I look at one of my like old drafts or one of like you know, like a, a like my first or second comic script draft or something. And I look back and I'm like, oh, that's not really right. I need to change this. I need to change that because some of my perspectives about life change. You know, so um, yeah, I I, I guess it's just like a step by step, day by day thing. That's how the world building process comes in. It's, it's not even a hundred percent complete at this point. It's like thirty percent in my mind. Yeah. So, what advice could you offer to other creators? You wish someone would have told you when you first started when I first started creating comic books or just started creating in general, because I was like a hip hop manager prior to me writing comics. Well, it can be, it can be either one, whatever you, whatever advice you think you can offer. So maybe even if, so say like you were a hip hop manager and I guess the advice you got from there that you could take into now working in comics, maybe. I, well, the advice I would take from like the hip hop aspect into comics is like, just like the hustle, like just don't like, you could take no for an answer, but don't be like, don't be dissuaded by no's. Like no's, that's a part of the game. That's like the the hip hop version of it. And then like, just like a, you said, and the first question was, what advice would I give to your creatives? Yeah, to other creatives, you wish someone told you when you first started. I wish someone told me. Huh. I, I think I would say, be confident. Be very, be confident, but also, um, listen with an open ear, you know what I mean? So be confident, but listen with an open ear, you know, when people, not everyone is trying to criticize your work, you know what I mean? Or like, and, well, critic, and, and I think criticism has such a negative connotation to it because, you know, criticism is needed, but when people hear criticism, it, they, they think, oh, negative, they'd like, quote unquote, hating on my work or something like that. So it, not, not all criticism is like negative or it shouldn't even be taking a negative type of light, you know? like a, a, a criticism is actually helping you you know better your craft but for the audience that you should be preparing your craft for because at the end of the day you know us as artists and as creators we have to sell it to other people other people have to accept um what we're giving out you know um i, I was matter of fact i was on another interview or whatever and, and and they said something like the director was making the show he wanted to make for himself instead of making the show um, the audience wanted to see. And I was like, you know, yeah. And that's that's like the difference between my two comics. Last year, I made a comic that I personally wanted to read. This year, Stokey, I'm writing a comic that the people want. And now I'm seeing a response that I'm getting back and stuff. And you know what I mean? People reaching out to me, like even on my, my Kickstarter campaign, being like 60, 70% done. Someone um, pledged like $200 probably like an hour ago. So it's like, you know, it's like the response I'm getting back is like, okay, that that's great that, you know, I'm writing something for the people, right? That's why I kind of had to 
jump around and just in that comic book world to say, let me stop this story I'm telling because it's a specific way I want to tell the, the Nevaim story, right? It's a 15-year-old boy. I'm speaking to black boys in that particular story. I can't, um, I don't, I don't want to like, and I don't want to say like the proverbial, like sell your soul or like, you know, sell them out for money or something more. You know what I mean? Go, go like pop and just give them some like something that will sell, but it's not going to really fulfill their soul, right? I want to I want to give black boys like that real almost that message I never got as a, as a 15 year old black boy I got a message right from Naruto and that's why I love comics and love anime and stuff like that like Naruto was giving me some type of like almost in my personal opinion almost a biblical like message in my eyes at that point in time but what series Naruto is like in Baruto they're not really the same no more what series is going to give that to young black boy? So that's why, I, that's why I really want to do it. I hope I wasn't like going with it. In. You know what I mean? I'd be going all around the block with some of these freaking answers and stuff like that. No, 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 that was fine. It was just, you know, you answered it and how that advice, I guess, how it applies to you and how it can apply to other people. So yeah, that makes sense. But um, throughout the whole process, do you or did you ever get overwhelmed with anything? Like, did it ever, or does it ever become too much? Like, how do you typically manage your mental well-being? So just not even with this, with the comic series itself, it can be just juggling everything, even outside of it, and still try to maintain your, I guess, your sanity in a way. Um, Mary Jane. <laughs> nah, but seriously. Um, Honestly, you know, on um, one, it, it to, for, to answer like the first question, it, it it definitely becomes overwhelming almost every other day. You know, um, you know, not only writing, you know, the script and like putting putting together the comics, but you know, dealing with like artists, dealing with the the people's like coloring, dealing with like the people's like lettering on the comic, right? Dealing with trying to like market and promote the comic, and um, trying to to go and locate an audience, right? Because, um. Me coming from a hip hop background, even though, you know, in hip hop, you know, we kind of do like comics, right? Or like cartoon characters, but they're not really actively buying comics where they're buying like off-white Louis Vuitton sneakers or Gucci or something like that. So I have to like search for a particular audience that's going to, you know, be interested in, in the artwork that I do. So um, it, it, it definitely gets overwhelming, you know, even just coming up with, with the, the, the proper story that I feel like accurately reflects me but it's also um science fiction and and will appeal like to that audience and stuff like that and i think as far as like my like my mental health and stuff like that like you know that that is just like that that's a that's a step-by-step thing because it's so much outside influence like it's so it's so much like negativity outside like these doors right like you know like once i walk out my apartment and stuff like that you know I'm I'm bombarded with a whole bunch of like negativity and just being like, you know, a, a heterosexual black man standing on a square and, you know, just being pro-black and standing for what we stand for and stuff like that. You're gonna have a lot of other people that's um that's not only I don't wanna just I don't I don't wanna just say jealous, right? Because I don't wanna just that that's such like a, a easy way out. But it's so much people that that's almost scared of 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 the uh uh uh, uh there's some people that's scared of talented black people or or just people that's focused on their career path moving forward and trying to progress and stuff like that you know it's almost like the positive people 
get double or triple the um almost like like the like the negativity pushed against us, right? You know, so I, I have to almost put on like a super shield and you know double my confidence. And that's why you, when you say like, oh um, you know what advice would you give? It's just like you gotta have confidence, like especially especially you know if if you're melanin. If you come from like you know like 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 a, a African American background a black background you know what I mean like you have to have confidence in in the art space you know because these people are gonna try to tell you that like you not only you can't do it but that your work is not really like good enough if it's and when in all actuality you know even if it ain't good enough it is good enough because where we come from you know what I mean we got to put extra effort to even get the small things done so. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, nah, you know, it's just this, I don't know. You gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be a warrior, man. Don't, don't be scared. You know what I mean? Gotta be emboldened. Don't back down. Don't do nothing stupid, but you know? Yeah. So my last question for you, David, is what is your idea of success? I ask that because as creators, if we're not getting regular paychecks from a full-time job or making consistent revenue from our art, we're considered failures or we'll consider ourselves failures. Many of us will put our dreams and projects on the back burner or give them up altogether because this career path can be highly intimidating and competitive. So what is your idea of quote unquote success? My idea of success. Hmm. Uh, my idea of success would be, um, well, all right. And, 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 and I hope this like makes sense. My idea of success doesn't only focus on my success. So my idea of success actually focuses on like the black community success as a whole. So I would only judge my success based on like how, like the statistics of black people's like if that, and it may like kind of sound weird or whatever, but if it's like, if, if the community as a whole in five, 10 years is, is in a better place and we're doing better and it's like things got better then and, and somehow I'm like quote unquote successful I have like a decent career or like a decent, you know, but just a, like, you know, my own apartment, stuff like that. Just, you know, decent forms of happiness, right? Your own car, you know, stuff like that, you know, girlfriend, apartment, home. As long as I have like that aspect of it and the black community as a whole is like rising and we're empowering ourselves and it's more like, you know, like black businesses and less like stress and stuff like that, then I will feel I'm successful. But if in five, 10 years, like we're in a worser position and it's like, you know, more um, like, you know, like let's say fathers start to become deadbeats again because like black fathers are like more in like their child's lives and stuff now. If more, you know, if it's like more deadbeats and like people starting to like die and stuff more and stuff like that, as more shoes, like even though it's propaganda saying like, oh, a lot of people's dying, but it could get worse, right? So if it gets worse, then I'd be like, okay, I wouldn't feel successful. I feel like what I, the art I'm putting into the world is having a negative impact and maybe I need to go become like a police officer or something and, and change my like occupation because like I feel like my only existence, my sole existence, my every like the reason I was put on this earth is to make my black people better in some way, shape or form. And like I've kind of lived like that for like the last like 15, 20 years. It, it hurt me, you know, it burnt me. You, 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 you're going to get like a lot of people taking that like mentality, taking that kindness or weakness because you want what's better for them. You want what's best for people, even if they don't want what's best for themselves. But, um, you know what I mean? That's just me. So yeah, if, if the black, black community is in a better place, then I'm, I'm successful. If they not, then nah, that's, that's my definition of success. Okay. 
Well, is there anything else that you want to touch on about Stokey Maroon City Detective as a whole that I may have missed or, you know, discuss re uh, rewards for potential backers for the Kickstarter? All right. Well, um, Stoke Stokey at like as a whole and stuff like that. Um, you didn't really like like miss much, but like just to like give like a little bit of the story so people can like maybe like understand. Um, Stokey is, is about like a, a this cool assassin guy. He comes to town. He's hired by an insurance broker to rescue a kid named Nevaim. Nevaim is the main character from the Ghoul series, which is um available now on webtoons. You could just type in T H E G H O U L. And it, it'll bring it up. It's only 10 pages. You could read how the um, whole second great flood took place and stuff like that. And it also introduces Nevaim in that story as well with him um, creating a, a drone device and stuff like that. Because like this like boy genius or whatever, right? So Stokey, him personally, he's the father figure to Nevaim. And in and, and, and this comic, you're not going to get actually like you know him actually me and if i am in this comic it's just him going through all these obstacles trying to find him so it's a bunch of fights and stuff like that and just backstory telling and stuff like that or whatever the case may be so you you could basically understand the entire universe just reading this one issue of the comic you could, you could understand like all the books everything so that's that and um as far as like rewards it for for backers and stuff like that to be honest like <laughs> um i i i I invested so much of my like my money and time into this project, like probably because like it's almost like done and stuff, right? So I invested like so much money and, and like time into it. I guess the only reward would actually be the comic itself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just to be honest with you. Yeah, there's there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I, I mean, but 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 we are working on um like posters as well. You know, maybe poster stickers. You know, like um if not t-shirts, like maybe like some hats. I'm thinking about doing stuff like that. But you know, like as of like right now. I'm just like really just trying to like focus on um just telling like good stories. I, I don't know. Comics is like my my therapy. I don't know. Right right now at this point in my life, comics is a hundred thousand percent my therapy. Okay. Well, uh, again, I want to thank the Ghouls, the Ghoul Comics CEO and writer of the Stokey Maroon City Detective comic series, David Haynes III, for joining us here today to promote the comics first issue on Kickstarter. I highly recommend our listeners to consider giving the Kickstarter a look, share, and or back if they can. All of David's socials and Kickstarter will be listed in this episode's details for all those who are interested. Again, I'm K.S. Garner, and you have been listening to the Solo Nerd Podcast. Thank you. Thank you.